We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. But it's literally, we just call to start the podcast. What do you want to talk about? And then we both finish our DraftKings lineups, and then we start. Please don't think this is that we put hours of work into preparing for these things. No, no. I just woke up from a nap. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb, and with me, as always, is Andrew Laird. And, Andrew, we get to preview the last game week of January, game week 23. We have midweek action, which means... There must have been some kind of weird disturbance in the force this weekend. Oh, the FA Cup. That's right. Uh, Yeah, I mean, FA Cup's getting a little more uh, excitement here in the U.S. because DraftKings does contest for it, so there is a little more interest. Uh, We haven't done any content on it because we don't have much information from the National League or League Two, so uh, it's... I'm sure everyone was going to their computers to look up Steve Morrison's stats today. Yeah, it's um. I think that was his name. I have, I have no idea. Um, the guy it, who scored uh, against Watford. Against I think Watford, his name's yeah. Steve Morrison. Yeah. Uh, he. Whenever you have players with full natural heads of gray hair, <laughs> you know you have potential issues. Yeah. And it was like, it, like you know, it's. It, I think the team with the coach who was vaping on the sideline advanced. 
That's good. So, Luton or Sutton? I don't. I. You know, yeah. you you officially heard everything I know about that team. <laughs> that was the team who played Leeds, right? Maybe. Yeah, the, the 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 rare time where the crowd can rush the field in an FA Cup match and it'd be justified. Hmm. I'll take your word for it. But yeah, FA Cup if used to be a nice. Just don't get hurt. Um, there have there were a few players who did get hurt uh, that will miss out um, in the matches we're going to preview. But um, nobody that big that um, everything will go in the canned lineup wise. So. Yeah, didn't Jose Mourinho come out and give some kind of vote of confidence for Bastian Schweinsteiger? He uh, there was this he had a great line of basically talking about how important Schweinsteiger was and how they were going to add him to the Europa League um, roster because they have no other players. And, like that was his screaming endorsement. <laughs> like we have no other midfielders Speaking because now players, Memphis yeah. and uh, who Schneiderlin. else? Schneiderlin left, so we're gonna bring Schweinsteiger back. Yeah. Speaking of uh, players with heads of gray hair. Yeah, exactly. Although he's not nearly as old as it seems like he is. Like if oh, he's just been around forever. That's what it is. Yeah, he's been around forever. The same with uh, Philip Lom. Like it seemed like they debuted when they were like nine, and so you know, yeah. after a while, you've been a you've been around a while, and people think you're much older than you are. <sighs> then there's Greg Oden, who even though he was young, he looked like he was forty. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. We've uh, we kind of vamped enough here. We 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 we've set up the show. We shut up our shenanigans already. Let's get to Arsenal, shall we? They start things off on Tuesday, which is, I believe, the big slate. Yeah, that's the yes. seven game slate, which we will be previewing uh, from for our DraftKings lineups later on in the show. But uh, Arsenal host Watford coming to town. Watford, as I just mentioned, who have just uh, come off a disappointing defeat in the FA Cup, which I'm sure was just gut wrenching for all of them. And uh, and then Arsenal, of course, um, they love to play down to their opponents, Andrew, but they they can't possibly play down to this side, right? The, Walt, the Walter Mazzari side is just not very good. Um, no, but they have added a few good pieces recently. I don't know how many are going to be available for this match, but uh, it's a very different side than what we saw at the beginning of the year. Again, it, you know, with the... The number of players they have, they've had, they've just gotten crushed with injuries. Uh, Jose Olebas is out too. He's been suspended two games for his tenth yellow card, which is an astonishing number, uh, considering it's double what Diego Costa has, and everybody gives Costa crap for how many he gets. So um, that leaves an, a, a fairly big opening, uh, at least playing time wise. Whether it's going to be Yanmat or Zuniga, or they totally shuffle everything around, but. Um, Bryce JJ played in the FA Cup match today, mm-hmm. so that probably means he's not going to play. <laughs> probably not, but uh, I don't know. There's there's playing time, play, you know, minutes to fill. I'm just not sure how much yeah. production how you're going to get against Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know how much interest you'd have with them playing Arsenal anyway. Right. So, um, but you know, Olebas is obviously one of their set piece takers. So, you know, those those opportunities are there. But again, how many corners are they really going to win in this one? Yeah, the only I think the biggest question out of this one is who's going to start for Arsenal. Theo Walcott came back from injury um, on Saturday against Southampton, bagged a hat trick uh, in an FA Cup match. Um, Danny Welbeck scored twice. I don't imagine Welbeck's going to really get consideration for starting, but Olivier Giroud's been a little banged up recently. Walcott was starting before he got hurt, so 
Um, you know, maybe we'll see that Lucas Perez is an option as well. So, yeah. although Perez Walt, did play sa- Saturday as well. If Walkett plays, then that can push Alexi Sanchez back to the number nine spot. Right. Yep. Yep. Although, I mean, Alexis is, has performed no matter the spot. So he plays where he wants. He right. plays where he wants. Alexis <laughs> Sanchez, he plays where he wants. There you go. So, uh, I don't know. That'll be kind of the big lineup thing, at least for GPPs in terms of going from Giroud to Walcott. Because I imagine I plenty mean, of people guess, will but, have exposure to this game. I guess, but but Walcott's still expensive. Oh, yeah. It's not like yeah, you're yeah. saving a lot of money, right? It's like, well, I don't mean saving. I I just a mean... lot of people will be on them is my point. I think your GPP play would be somebody else. Um, Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I think the... The Arsenal, t- I mean, obviously Alexis is going to, I think, will will be more. So I think either one of those guys is the pivot from Alexis, not so much that yeah, they're the higher. That's higher fair. That's fair. Arsenal a lot, Watford zero. Uh, is, that got, is that what we got for this one, or do you think Watford can score? Um, I, I've, I'm never the biggest um, proponent of the Arsenal defense, but uh, Watford kind of had this issue earlier in the year i think it was this season was it this season last season where they basically just brought in you know 12 new players right at the beginning of the year and they're kind of like that still was, bringing... yep, that was watford was it this year this season or last season last season yeah but so it's like you know it takes time for these guys to gel and so i don't expect too much out of them on tuesday no long-winded think... answer of no no Thank you. All right, let's move on here to a game that's going to be filled with offense. Middlesbrough and Westbrook. I kid, of course. I kid, of course. Uh, there's probably eight valuable defenders that will be playing at a minimum. Uh, certainly in season long, yeah. The Middlesbrough have been really, really good uh, defensively at home. And West Brom, while better uh, in the attack, are not, you know, Man City. So, yeah. Um, they're still led by Salomon Rondon. Yeah. Yeah. Not threatening. <laughs> the yeah, the other thing is that uh Middlesbrough are going to be without Callum Chambers, I believe. And um I think George Friend is also questionable. So there's going to be is Baragon. And Baragon is out too as well. Right. So uh that makes me think less of let me go get Matt Phillips and more Who's the cheap but defender? Bernard, but get. Bernardo has done well when he's played. Yep, yep. we'll see Bernardo. We could see uh, James Husband. Um, we could see. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. There's a George friend and a James, and a James husband. husband. Yes, there is. That's amazing. <laughs> and uh, I think Danny Ayala uh, might be back. Like there, there's going to be cheap Middlesbrough defenders that uh, you could probably plug into a FanDuel lineup and get just enough points where you don't have to pay up there. So if only um, we can get. If only we can get Mama Joof and Papa Soiree involved in this one. You love those two. And maybe the old Chicago fire striker whose name was just Papa. I'll take your word for that one. Are you dropping the MLS stuff now? Wow. <laughs> An old school MLS one. I believe you played for the Chicago fire, but I'm not positive. That is a team. I know that. I'm I'm a recent MLS person, so... Uh, I barely know the MLS. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the games that yeah, so the games that the we MLS. both went to for for NYCFC, you know, those were the only games right. that I did too. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I, anyway, it's just 
those are the kind of names that will come up when you're talking about Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough and Westbrook yeah. because you know you you're just searching, right? Yeah, I think uh, I, I think I think you're going to be chasing crosses and assists in this one more than the goals. Yeah, and I'm just not even sure. I mean, I, I do think West Brom will win. This is kind of a weird slate in that uh, I think a lot of the other than Arsenal, I believe uh, there are plenty of road teams that you can uh, key on. Uh, the thing with West Brom is that again, Middlesbrough have been pretty good defensively, even though we just talked about how many guys they're missing. But it uh, West Brom shouldn't be so dominant that you can be like, all right, I'll take Matt Phillips or Chris Brunt and like be okay. Uh, not to say that like Salomon Rondon's not going to score, but I just don't think there's enough uh, out of West Brom in this one to warrant too much consideration from those guys, at least in cash. Probably not. I disagree. Uh, sorry, I agree. Sorry. Yeah. Nice 180. I just pulled yeah, on you. Totally. <laughs> A total deadpan 180. Um yeah, no, it's it, it seems like a, a little bit of a barren wasteland over there, though, in that game and just in general. Uh, I, if, if this the game looks like a maximum of two points will come out of it. So remember I was saying uh, last week I thought there was going to be a game that be 0-0. It wound up being 2-2, but yeah. like it, it has that same feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of games at Middlesbrough without a, you know, a top six or seven side, although West Brom are technically a top. Eight they, sides eight, like yeah, so I'll, I'll say top seven. Um, yeah, there's. I don't expect a ton out of this one. All right. We'll get a little bit more out of our next game, which uh, is uh, Swansea entertaining uh, Southampton, who come to town from the South Coast. Uh, Southampton found a little bit of offense last week, and Swansea are, uh, Swansea are always a good team to play when you're looking for offense. Uh, but which uh, – I mean <laughs> – I, I used to think that Swansea was just a week off for everybody, but it looks like Paul Clement has done a decent job getting this team to start playing hard again. Yeah, they're still giving up boatloads of goals, um, at least you know more in the you know over the last few games. But uh, they're they've actually been like atrocious at home defensively. Um, I think it's eleven goals allowed in their last three home games, which um, is pretty astonishing because you would think that like teams near the bottom would be you know everybody's always better at home, but, and yet Swansea have actually been really bad. Uh, the weird thing is that like Southampton, um, aside from their last premier league match, uh, really hadn't been scoring much at all. And they, you know, like if you're, if you are huge into recency bias, you're going to be like, all right, well, Southampton are good and, uh, they can score and Swansea give up a ton of goals, but like Southampton have, have been really struggling, uh, scoring. And while I think that, you know, visiting Swansea gives you plenty of opportunity to like break out of that funk. Uh, I'm just not sure we've seen enough recently to like show that they can score, like they can put up like three or four. I don't think it's going to be that, that significant. No, they're not, not sure. that clin- they're not that clinical. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh, South on the other side, Southampton might not have Virgil van Dyke. They don't have Jose font anymore. So they're going to start, you know, Maya Yoshida and um, I think it was Jack Stevens is the other guy. So it's like, Get excited. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, nobody should be shocked when Llorente scores again. But but not, we will I'm not, be. I'm not taking him. But, <laughs> but I think <laughs> but Sigurds- don't worry. Don't worry. We will be. Yeah. Sigurdsson um, hasn't been great of late either. But, um, you know, this uh, home against Southampton shouldn't be something that totally scares you away. Yeah, not totally, but. 
Southampton, the first thing that they do is they are they what they set out to do first is to be well organized defensively, and they'll attack second. I know, but when you have two guys who basically you have one that basically never plays, and the other one is Maya Yoshida. I mean, how much as, as you, you can be as organized as you want, they're just not whether they can execute that is a lot different. And Swansea've shown the ability to to put up goals against pretty much anybody. Yeah. It, all right. All right. That's fine. I'd like I'm to see. Gonna, I don't I'm think just not going to argue with you that much. Yeah. I, I, I'm trying to play devil's advocate on this one, but it's. <laughs> uh, I'm failing. <laughs> I don't think he's coming back for the for the or not coming back. I don't think he's going to be available. But uh, Luciano Narsing from uh, PSV, you know, he transferred a few real weeks quick. ago. And real, uh, real fast. Yeah, but um, he, I don't think he's available, or he's been hurt, so I don't think he's gonna you know get a start right away. But um, I think he'll at least provide a little more that you know that at least an option for secrets and defined. They can't get much worse. Fair. They can't get much worse. <laughs> That's really setting the bar high. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of not getting much worse, uh, it's Burnmouth and Crystal Palace. It really doesn't get much worse than this either. Uh, it, it's man, these matchups stink. Yeah, it's a weird. It's a weird slate. Oh God, it's just I'm trying to like latch on to something exciting here, and I'm not going to get to it until the end of the day on Tuesday. <laughs> I think this one might might be a high scoring game. I mean, technically, you should start your midfielders against both of these teams because they both give up a lot of points to midfields. But good God, man, like these teams are bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Crystal Palace should have Wilfried Zaha back. Um, it's a matter of whether he starts or not. But Ivory Coast crashed out from Africa Cup of Nations, and he has been back for like almost a week now. So I would assume that he gets right back in because they just they can't find anything. Um, the Patrick Van Anholt deal has yet to be announced or finalized. Uh, he had his medical on Friday, and yet there's been nothing since then. Um, but presumably that goes through. Do you think he starts right away? I mean, that's like literally days <laughs> after. Quick. Yeah. Um, but Especially because they're also incorporating Jeff Schlupp as well. Right, yeah. So we, I, I think you tweeted out a couple of days ago that attacking that side, Schlupp and Van Anholt, would be rather easy. Yeah, you would think that that's exactly where you would want to go. And, um, you know, that's basically Junior Stanislas or Ryan Frazier for this game. Uh, again, I don't I mean, it's not like Jeff Schlupp and Joel Ward are are that much better defensively, although Ward at least knows Joel he has Ward to defend. Has defensive right. He knows he has to defend as opposed to Van Anholt. But. Um, they, yeah, so I'm not sure like who, where that's going to happen, I, but I assume that they need to get Zaha back in there like as soon as possible because they they were awful without him. I mean, not that they were great in terms of getting points with him, but he was their best player when he left. Yeah, I'm wondering if they're going to do three at the back and put Van Anholt on one side and put Schlupp on the other. Um, and put Joel Ward in the middle. Make those are going to be the three in the back. Well, no, Joel Ward would be one of the three oh, in the oh. back, and the other two would be the wing backs. Would be the wing backs. I got you. Um, yeah, I mean that. Um, because that 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 eases the defensive burden on the wing backs a little bit because you have multiple covers. Yeah, but then, hmm. and then who is it? Zaha, Benteke, and who else? Punchin. 
as the first three, or is it more like a three five three? It would, it would be it would be like it would be five, and then most like most teams do like five five three, three two, two, yeah. Or if they do three four three, but it's they can't do three. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I doubt they can do three four three, but yeah, they do have guys to play three in the back. Like they can play Dan Delaney and Tompkins back there, and I was about to say be fine, but they can. I mean, they're usable. Yeah, I, I, I guess what I guess what I'm trying to say is I think that they have such a, you know in defense I think that they're going to try to beef up the defense by putting five back there and then probably do something like a five three two or a five four one something like that like mm-hmm. a five uh, maybe a diamond midfield or something like that. Yeah, I mean, at this point, why not try something that? I mean, they've got plenty of attacking wingers at this point, so you just need to figure out a way to get them all on the field. Yeah, I, I mean, I I think five four one would be very would be something because you can have Kabai at the base of the diamond and Punchin at the tip of the diamond. You can put Zaa and whoever else you want on on the sides yeah, of the like diamond. We're forgetting and somebody, then, and I can't think of who it is. I, I mean, it's we certainly all, not Andros Townsend. Yeah, but say we all know it's not Andros Townsend, but everybody yeah. else is kind of just another guy at yeah. this point, right? Yep. It yes, I would say everybody else is a guy. And I'm pretty sure we'll never see the Benteke Remy combination again to start a game. Especially, did we ever see it in the first place? Yeah, they start. Yeah, they're <laughs> I know, I know, two I games ago. I, I I know it happened, but what <laughs> I'm saying is, did we actually see anything? Uh, yeah. Well, no, nothing came out of it. So, um, but but again, I think I think there'll be plenty of fantasy points in this game. I mean, Burnmouth, we we had been saying how good they were, uh, or at least that they were better defensively at home, and then they got blasted at home. So. Um, I, I don't. I obviously don't feel that way anymore. Um, but they, uh, Simon Francis is coming back, or he is back um, from his three-game suspension, and so, um, you know, we have to see whether he one if he starts, and then two if he starts uh, at center back or at right back. He had been playing right back with Nathan Ake central centrally, and then uh, obviously Ake is gone. So looked good against Brentford playing left wing back. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Um, so, you know, it, it all depends on what, you know, where Francis, um, goes back because, um, I think the other thing is that he was taking a few corners before he left. So that obviously, um, will take those away from junior Stanislas and or Ryan Frazier. So, um, a lot of question marks on both, both sides of this game. Yeah, uh, as the big Lebowski would say, a lot of ins, a lot of outs, what a lot, a lot of what have yous. <laughs> yes. All yeah. right. Uh, a game that should be with few ins and outs and few what have yous would be Sunderland, who'd uh, have Tottenham come to town, and uh, this this looks like the makings of a bloodbath. Uh, Sunderland, of course, who are still languishing in dead last place. David Moyes unable to turn the tide as of yet. Uh, and Mauricio Pochettino's side coming to town, just kind of they kind of keep on doing their thing, right? They kind of stunned Wickham right at the end oh. uh, with with, oh. with Son getting the goal right at the death. Uh, it's brutal for Wickham, but brutal. I mean, I mean Tottenham. To be honest, I mean they they kind of dominated the game, like the magic of the FA Cup. You know, mm. the pixie dust wore out. I guess you know. I mean, it, they, it, they didn't dominate that whole game. I mean, they, not the whole, Wickham... but they, they did it. They did enough to get three points. Like it's not. Oh. As much you know as I, I don't, yes. As much as I like, don't go out of my way to like watch FA Cup. I haven't been watched that match live, and yeah, Son basically created two own goals. It's not like he 
there neither well what actually i take that back i don't think either of them was actually a shot um but they went in and yeah they they escaped but um sunderland are they so they've basically just like given up uh selling van anholt not that like he was like by far their best player but well he's a defender who can't defend and they didn't and that that's a problem when you're in last place <laughs> yeah uh, and, when, and when that player has value if you're in last place that's what you do yeah. you 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 sell off that 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 guy for first for money and you can either reinvest that into a defender who can defend or you just hold on to it and take your windfall payment and then try to go at it again in in the championship I mean, it's too early to say that but i don't think so but um jermaine Defoe <laughs> revenge game anyone no <laughs> no, it, that's just silly. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, that'd, be, that'd be like talking about a Patrick Van Aanholt revenge game when they play against Chelsea. Yeah, there you go. That's no, I mean Defoe had a sense. had a better, more productive time at a uh, at um at Tottenham than than Van Aanholt. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm not yeah. trying to say that they're the same player. <laughs> Uh, so it's kind of like who knows who's going to start at for Sunderland. I think, uh, I think Lamini Kone is still gone. Oh no, he uh, nope, he's back. He's back. Excuse me. So, Gila uh, Boji was also out with Afcon as well. Yep, yep, he's back. Um, so that helps. Hey, whether or not they whether or not they play though is a different story. Like they Gila Boji suspended. Long, That's yeah, that it's it's, that. it's a long trip back. Is also what I'm trying to say. Just, I mean, the only person who we know is going to play from Afcon who just came back is Sadio Mane because they sent a private jet. Uh, I don't off. think. No, I, th- I don't think he's going to start though. So they said they said that he. I mean, the, at I least the report like, that I read. Hope he can be available. Though. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. We'll find out. I would be shocked if he started. Um, <sighs> I wouldn't be for how hard, even though they've been so bad. But anyway, that's my point. We'll get Liverpool. They, I mean, I think he he might play like closer to 50 minutes than 60 but i think yeah you know if if he starts but it, it's i don't know we'll get there. i think we'll get it'd there. be i think it would be important anyway we'll, we'll get to that game in a minute all right lots of goals for tottenham no goals for Sutton. sunderland yes i i would agree with that okay and hopefully here at trip gets a start yeah right even though he's not cheap on DraftKings. he uh I think he left injured too on Saturday yeah, in that he... Wickham match, so no chance there. There was no chance anyway. Um, but I think ultimately what people are going to decide is between Erickson or Deli Alley, because uh, Erickson Alley has eight goals in his last six games. Yes, I know, that... um, and is cheaper. I <laughs> what, think that's what, what. Yeah, I know. What Erickson is doing is sustainable. What yep. Alley Alley is doing is not. Hmm. It's almost like you read my article. Yeah. Which I know you didn't, so that's actually pretty impressive. I know. It's, it's great. Has it published yet? Yeah. Damn. Sorry. <laughs> Yesterday, in fact, not even today. Um. So, yeah, the I think that's the freaking that's weekend, the man. Yeah. You are, Kelly. Um, exactly. So. So happy you got that. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, um. you know, that's what we'll we'll see from that one. Nothing more to say on that one. 
<laughs> you and Forrest Gump. Yeah. All right. Burnley yeah. take on Leicester over at Turf Moor in the northern parts of England. Uh, it's going to be blustery. It's going to be windy. It's going to be ugly. And that's just the weather. That has nothing to do with the fact that Leicester are pretty bad this year and Burnley are just, you know, outside of Tom Heat, there isn't much to talk about. Um, They are awesome at home, though. They're better at home. They, they're they're fourth in the home table, Burnley. No, that can't be true. They are fourth. They That's have amazing. eight wins at home. They have zero <laughs> road wins. Literally, they have twenty-two points. I'm sorry, they have twenty-six points this season, and twenty-five have come at home. Arsenal, well, Spurs, and Chelsea are the only teams with more points at home than Burnley. That's that's gorgeous. I love to hear, I love to see that because that's Tom Heaton's even a better play than before. Uh, Leicester they do get the services of Mares and Slimani back because Algeria crashed out of Afcon. Whether or not they start is another issue. Mm-hmm. But and they were so good before they left. Oh wait, nope, <laughs> nope. nope. Well, they, they, their return actually is kind of a bummer for Demarai Gray because he's been playing pretty well. Um, yeah, but I would assume they would get those guys back in just because in theory, they're better with them. Well, Claudio Ranieri is not the, he's the coach of the year for some reason. Uh, that's because of last year, not because of this year, right. but he is the reigning FIFA coach of the year. So whatever he decides, you have to think that he's doing it with the team's best interest in mind. You would think so. But yeah, I don't think, um, I have no interest in any Leicester player, even playing against Burnley. I think Heaton is a fine play. Yep. Um, The difficulty is getting any sort of value out of Burnley. I mean, Joey Barton. I I, I actually considered Barton. Um, I don't think he's going to start. I actually wasn't kidding. Yeah, if he starts, I I would definitely consider him, um, mostly because he tends to take set pieces when he's on. Um, Otherwise, it's Stephen Defor, who hasn't been that great. I think uh, Johan Berg Goodmanson may be back and he takes a lot of them when when he's there but he's been out for a while and defor i mean it's like they're on set pieces but that's the only thing that they do like the only times they'll cross is on a corner or a set piece out wide they'll the only shots they take are if the set piece happens to be close enough but like you're not going to get a lot of open play stuff out of any of the burnley guys which um is a little frustrating i mean you can I think you can send up a prayer for Ashley Barnes or Andre Gray, but um, you know they're just as much of a coin flip than or a dart throw as <laughs> they're a coin flip into a dart throw. How about that? They are uh, a puzzle wrapped inside an enigma. Right, right. So uh, it's just frustrating when you have like like I would be fine going all in on Burnley if they had Snodgrass, which they don't now, but like there's they don't have a guy like that. Which is just like a waste. Yep. Even, even what if Andre Gray starts? I mean, he's just he and Barnes are are the same. They're just goal dependent players who, like, sure they might score, but they are more likely not to. And I'd rather, like, I'd I'd probably go with Defor before any of those guys. It's a sad state of affairs. All right, let's get to the one good game of Tuesday, shall we? It's. Uh, Liverpool at Anfield taking on league leaders Chelsea who come to town sporting 
just, I mean, all cylinders firing, even at multiple levels. The young guys played against Brentford. They looked great. Uh, but again, the mantra of the day was it's only Brentford. It's yep. only Brentford. It's only Brentford. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, this is this is a game, obviously, you know, it's more important that Liverpool win than Chelsea. Uh, but even if Chelsea just, you know, get a point out of this, I think it's job nicely done. Uh, yeah, I think a, a Chelsea win, not that Liverpool, I mean, what are they? Are they 10? Yeah, I mean, they're 10 back. Chelsea win, we can comfortably take Liverpool out of the uh, title race as much as they may be even, you know, they're in fourth. But um, yeah, I mean, Liverpool definitely need, I mean, yeah, they need three. They're at home. They they need it. And uh, like the rest we of saying, the league needs them to get three. Too. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Sadio Mane, like we said, is coming back from AFCON. Um, I don't think he starts. I think he does play, though. Um, but obviously you're not going to start him um, in a in a fantasy lineup if he's not starting for his real team. So uh, I don't know. This is such like a weird – I don't expect this game to be high scoring. And so I don't expect there to be like a ton of f- fantasy points. Like I, it, I was looking to, at to it. Me, to me, to me it, all, it hinges on one factor. If they go gang and press, right? If they do, you know, the Jurgen Klopp press at all costs style, it's that's it's just that they might. I mean, I actually see this being a little higher scoring because if they decide to go that route, and I'm sure they will, because Jurgen Klopp changes for no man. Um, Chelsea's defenders, depending who they play, they're not the most technical people, right? Uh, Gary Cahill, as a prime example of this, he he's just not very good on the ball. And if he keeps getting pressed, he's going to be prone to make mistakes. They won't be able to get their counterattack going. And that's where Liverpool can turn the screw on you, especially when they're at home. So and, – and the reason why Chelsea lost to to uh, to Spurs was for this reason. And what Chelsea what Chelsea say to you is, yeah, keep keep trying to press us. We'll eventually break you or you're, you'll run out of gas later on and we'll just break you then. That that's kind of the way Chelsea go about things when they're playing against teams that press them. And if that press does work, I think it will work at least once for Liverpool because they are so good at it. But it's a matter of if it doesn't work, what's the what's going to happen going the other way? And that's when that's when Chelsea can be very look very good and Liverpool can look very bad. I love how you say depending on who starts defensively as if there's any question. It's been the uh, same well, five guys ever since that Arsenal game. Like, uh, you know, I, I actually do think that there is like so. I, th- I think there will no be way. some. I not right now. I maybe not for this game, but I'm telling you, they did not bring Nathan Ake back so he could sit on the bench. Yeah, they, they brought did. him so he could play wing back against Brentford, so that Alonso doesn't have to play. There. Look, I'm just. Uh... Anyone could have done that. All right. Like my, yeah. They could have, had, and they they brought, could have brought Ake back, to do back it. for that reason, had him play there if they wanted to. But my, I, 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 think, I really, I really think that Nathan Ake is going to crack this lineup at some point. Anyway. Um, I think the problem Call me crazy. Yeah. Call me crazy. But I do think that will happen. I think the liver, the idea that Liverpool is going to press makes sense. The problem is, is that, um, Chelsea and this doesn't happen against a lot of teams but Chelsea has enough speed on the field to catch up if they do lose the ball uh, and so the the idea that 
um, that Liverpool will be able to press and and take advantage of it, I think doesn't doesn't apply as much because um, Chelsea's fast enough to to get the ball back. And so I think it's just going to be a very I don't even want to call it like a back and forth game because that kind of makes it sound like they're going to be like a ton of shots. But um, I think it's going to be really tight and even, you know, maybe it's one, one or something like that. But the idea that we're going to get a ton out of this game, I just, uh, I don't see it that way. I was looking at it mostly because from, from James Milner, you know, he's obviously the most expensive defender and, but he gets so much of his fantasy value from, from corners. And it's like, how many corners do I really think Liverpool is going to win? And I just don't think they're winning that many of them enough to, to, you know, overpay for him by so much. And then you look at the other guy, you know, Marcos Alonso is obviously another one who gets plenty of fantasy attention, but you know, he's, he's basically been awful to, as a fantasy option for no, not weeks basically. other he's than been awful, right. Other than that brace he scored. Yeah, yeah. He's been awful. And so, um, you know, not that you pick. So I was like, you know, if the game's high scoring, you kind of think, or not going to be high scoring, you go to defenders, but you know, those are two guys who at one point we considered the two best uh, fantasy defenders. And I'm just not sure we're going to see either of those guys, meaning at their best fantasy wise in this game. <sighs> like there's no way you're that James Milner finishes this game with like 15 crosses, but he might score on a penalty. It's unlikely. <laughs> I, right. I'll give right. you that. It's unlikely. Yeah. And then in terms of corners for Chelsea, we've seen Pedro take them of late. Hazard hasn't taken him in a while, so I think he's kind of out of that rotation. Willian sometimes takes him when he's on the field. Fabregas takes him when he's on the field. So it's like there's just so many question marks of, of who to rely on. Obviously, if we see the lineup, you know, if, if Fabregas is out, and which presumably he, he would be, I, I assume you would want to, you know, play it a little safer on the road and so you'd have Matic and Conte but um and Golo Conte not Antonio um and so I just you know and then how well do you think Liverpool could, Liverpool can break those guys down it's the really way more, I think I, they, they can they can break Matic down I mean Matic is not quick if he does if you know if, if you're talking about recovery uh Conte on the other hand is quick enough where you can recover but yeah, yeah. so I just uh, it, it, it's it's gonna take I think it's gonna take I th- here's the way I see it, right? And this is the way it's kind of gone for both teams. It's going to take a perfect effort for Liverpool to, to get three points. Mm-hmm. If Chelsea don't play at their best, they still may get something out of this game. Yeah. And which is why a lot of people I think will f- – I think, the, I think the, the percentages are actually even on both teams for the victory. Or maybe Liverpool is a slight Yeah, Liverpool is a slight favorite, yeah. But it's it's very slight, right? And I mean, I think when I first looked at it, it was eight days ago. So <laughs> it's yeah, they're Liverpool is definitely a favorite, but like you said, it's slight. All right, because we're contractually obligated to let's talk about the Wednesday games. There's really not much here. There's only three games, and I don't think any of them are any good uh, in terms of quality that you'll see. Uh, there's some mismatches to exploit. So if you're playing this three game slate, you're probably going to have mostly teams from Manchester and maybe one from Liverpool on your team. We have uh, Manchester City traveling to West Ham United with the newly minted Robert Snodgrass joining the Hammers to replace the departed Dimitri Payet. Mm-hmm. Good exchange for West Ham? Um, I think so, actually. I mean, when you when you think about the fact that Payet was never going to play for them again because he got stubborn. 
and they got $25 million for him, which I think was double what they paid for him two years ago, or one and a half years ago. They got him basically the summer of six of uh, 15, excuse me. And they got Snodgrass for $10 million. Um, Snodgrass, I mean, let's not put Robert Snodgrass in the same category as Dimitri Payet, although fantasy-wise he's been much better this year than Payet. And he can do a lot of the same things. So, yeah, I think it's a great a great deal for West Ham. I think it's uh I think it's also a good sign for Mikhail Antonio at the back post. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good so, call. And Manchester City, they're not exactly barn burners defensively, Oof. but uh West I can't see West Ham getting anything off of City, especially at the way Astro City played last week. Mm. Aguero apparently picked up a knock in their FA Cup game, so it's possible well, that he well. doesn't play. Um and so I don't know if we see Gabriel start, if we see Ianacho. Ianacho hasn't even like made the bench recently, so I, I I'd like to see Gabriel get a, a run out there. That would be fun. G um, Jesus. That's right. Um but you don't think that West West Ham can score against Man City? Well, anyone can score against Man yeah. can score against Man. I, I hate that word, can. You don't think they yes, will? Yes, they can. Do I think they will? I mean, they they kind of rallied around Pyatt dissing them. Sure. That only lasts so long. Especially when there's a FA Cup break in the middle of that. That only that that, that really only lasts so long. All right. I, I I'm not saying that they won't score. I think they will score one, but I don't think it's going to be some kind of predictable way. I mean, the you know most Antonio on the back post. Yeah, I mean that's the most predi- that's the most predictable way of all of them, or like our Snodgrass. No, Snodgrass probably won't take penalties. That'll be Mark Noble's job still. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, in that regard, Snodgrass's value goes down because he, he his his goal threat is lessened. Uh, I mean, because he's not taking penalties, that's not. And he won't. He probably won't shoot as much. Um, I don't. I I because he's not going to be the only person who wants to shoot. Yeah, I. I don't think it's as drastic as, as you're making it seem. Well, I, I think he, I, I think I said only in that regard. I don't think he'll score that much, but I think he will get more opportunities for assists. But you're then chasing assists, um, because especially if Andy Carroll's on the pitch, right? Uh, it's not Robert Snodgrass has a wicked left foot in open play and in. Yeah. I'm fine um, with that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you were I, chasing sure assists with Pyatt. I mean, nobody had any problem playing him. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's just, it's just that. I mean, hopefully Snodgrass takes all the set pieces. Um, so all corners and stuff like that. Yeah, I assume he would take the set pieces. That, that'll help. That'll yeah. help. I, I mean, I think his value is not drastically different, whether it goes slightly up or slightly down. 50-50. I mean, I, I think it will be slightly down, especially in the short run, because he has to adjust to new teammates in a new system. And not being the number one fiddle, he's gonna have to fit. It. He's gonna have to fit in, you know, not being the guy. Uh, I'm not as convinced he's not the guy. Uh, uh, Robert Stuck. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. We'll find out. I, I disagree with that. He is not the man in, at West Ham. I mean, I just mean in terms of play. He does. You don't think he just fills the gap that Pyatt left? That's an all. That's asking an awful lot out of a guy who is it. Pyatt's been terrible. 
you're thinking of you're last talking, of last season. You're not Payet. talking. You're not, you're not asking him to fill the gap for a terrible Piat. You're asking him to fill the gap of a well-playing Piat. But they didn't have that. Oh, thank you. But what I'm saying is, is you're asking him to be the good Dimitri Piat in that statement, not the bad yeah. Dimitri Piat. I think he will be better at West Ham than he was at Hull, fantasy-wise. And I disagree. Okay, good. <laughs> I, I, good. But I, think I just wanted that on, on record here. But I think the difference, whether it's one way or the other, versus his value at Hull, I think is small. Because I don't think his game will change much. But I do think it goes slightly down, especially in the short term. Because of a lack of goals? Because of a lack of goals and a lack of chemistry with his current teammates. Hmm. Okay, I think, all right. Okay. All right. We just disagree. All right. Manchester City. Who do you think? Who do you, who who do you like most in that midfield? De Bruyne. It's, it's got to be De Bruyne still, right? Yeah. Raheem Sterling is uh is he an option for you? He's been um, playing better. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's how I feel about him. All right. I probably I won't I won't ever really roster Raheem Sterling with any sort of confidence. If Ayanacho plays, Ayanacho or Carroll. That's a good one. Um, I would probably... That's the sad state of affairs we're in right now, by the way. I would Go probably ahead. play Carroll. All right. Gabriel uh, Gabriel Jesus or Andy Carroll? <laughs> um, I really like Gabriel, so I'd probably take him first. But I, I should take Carroll. Okay. <sighs> Snodgrass or De Bruyne? De Bruyne. I Come on. <laughs> All right, so we're not crazy about no, that. No, no. yeah. Okay. All right, let's go on to the most evenly matched game of the Wednesday slate. That would be Everton traveling to the bet 365 to take on Stoke. Can we just call it like the Betania 365 or something like that? It just seems so wrong not to call it the Britannia. The place where there's a lot of circular wind. Mm. Uh, but, yep. But Everton come to town playing very well. Yes. Uh, Ross Barkley particularly. Uh, Lukaku got, got his goal last week. Um, it's uh, It looks like uh, Everton have kind of righted the ship when they were in a little bit of a drought. Um, I don't know who to play, though, except for Lukaku. Morales is the answer you're looking for. Is it? Yeah. yeah you, wouldn't, you wouldn't take Coleman over Morales? No, I would not. Uh, Joel Robles, if he continues to start? Um, sure. Sure. I mean, and and now on Stoke, is there anyone that you would take, even in a matchup against Everton? Um, back to the to the uh, road list, though. I think you could make an argument for every single keeper on this slate except Claudio Bravo, which means yes. he'll have the four save clean sheet. Yes, and nobody else yes, will. Yes, yes, yes. That um, is. I just looked at the whole slate. Yes, that is a very good point. Yeah. I, I actually think if you're ranking goalkeepers pretty much any week, uh, uh, between uh, Claudio Bravo ranks 15th through 20th every week. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but anyway, um, so yeah, Morales is the right answer, um, mostly because he's taking corners and some free kicks because um, Barkley's not really taking them. Barkley is, like you said, he's playing well, um, but he needs to score really to to make value. Coleman. I would probably put Coleman two or three with Lukaku there as well. Lukaku's, right. you know, another one. He's just very goal dependent, but 
Um, and playing at Stokes, not easy. So there's that. But yeah. Sell this game hard, Andrew. Sell it hard. I don't think. Well, we should also know, you know, if you're looking at the Stokes side, um, Everton are on a three match clean sheet streak. And they've had four in their last five. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying if you're thinking it's a Marco Arnautovic breakout game again. Unlikely. (laughs) Yes. All right. Let's go on. Nobody's ever happy with Stoke. Did you see that Boyan moved to the Bundesliga? Fantastic. He was loaned to Mainz, so don't roster Boyan. Yes, correct. Do not roster, unless you're in a Bundesliga league and you're taking a chance on a Mainz forward. Right. No. Yes, correct. Okay. Manchester United. Uh, the Bastion Schweinsteiger led bat, bat, <laughs> uh, Manchester United are at Old Trafford to take on Hull, who travel there. They look like they're kind of resigned to their fate now, too, uh, selling Snodgrass. I mean, they did get max value for him. A double-digit yes, mi- sure. million-pound bid is just – that's max value. you got to take it when you're Hull. Um, no doubt. But this team stinks. This team's not good. It's not good. I mean, I remember when they went down. I thought they were. I thought they were one of the better teams to ever go down. And it's all. It's a lot of the similar players. I was going to say it's because you like Abel Hernandez so much. I do like Abel Hernandez, and I like Andrew Robertson. Mm-hmm. I think Andrew Robertson's a good defender, and he's just being hidden in that terrible hull side. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, El Mahamedy's still gone. So not that we were really. Yeah. yeah, going heavy on Ahmed El Mohamedy. Yeah, but... I think I think everyone who's playing this slate on Wednesday is going to have players from Manchester City, Manchester United, and Everton, and that's it. Um, maybe a Lee Grant. I was going to say Harry Maguire has been been playing pretty well for Hull. Love Harry Maguire. I he you know if you're if you're going to produce fantasy points, I'm going to like you, and he's been doing it. All right, let's. Who's going to produce fantasy points for Manchester United? Uh, I assume it will be Zlatan and, um, you know, it, it, <clears throat> I think we mentioned it on our review podcast, but so much of United's of, of finding a player on United is who else is starting. So like we had a nice run of games from Henrik Mkhitaryan and then Juan Mata and Daly Blind started and that kind of pulled all of his value. So I think, uh, if Blind starts, I think he's a, a good play, um, and I would take away from Mkhitaryan in that in that situation. Uh, I would probably only play Mata as long as Mkhitaryan and Blind were not playing. So, uh, you know, it it all depends on that lineup. Uh, Antonio Valencia has obviously been a great crosser this year. And um, Pogba is kind of, you know, he'll take his shots and he'll win a few tackles and stuff like that. But, the you know, if you're looking for upside, you're, you, you're better off paying for Ibra. If you're looking for upside, just try to buy in the future stock of Antoine Griezmann, who Arsenal have made a big bid for, apparently. You're the second person to bring that up to me today, and I'm like, come on. One, they would never get Griezmann, and two, it's because they would never pay enough to get Griezmann. Never. All right. And three, he doesn't want to play there. Maybe maybe him and Arsene can have a special conversation in French. That's what I'm hoping. That's that's the hope. It works so well with Pogba. Oh, wait. He doesn't play for them. No, he does not. Mm. All right, but let's Matthew talk about Dibucci, players. That's who it worked for. 
Olivier Giroud. There you go. There you go. Francis Coquelin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got all the great French stars. All of them. Uh, all right. Let's talk about our stars and our DraftKings lineups now, shall we? Let's do it. Uh, you beat me, I think it was like one and a half points last time, something like that. It was something so, like that. Yeah, it was, it was not much. All right. Uh, I, I when we when you first called uh, when we when we were start doing our pre pod podcast when we just kind of talk about what we're going to talk about, uh, I was still filling out my my DraftKings team and I said that I had one player on it. Mm-hmm. Can you guess who that one the, the first player was? Tom Heaton. Yes, yeah, correct. Yeah. So I had Tom Heaton <clears throat> and goal. Before before I, you go any further, I want people I don't want people to think that we go that we plan these things because that made it sound like we had like a whole conversation about it. But it's literally we just call to start the podcast. What do you want to talk about? And then we both finish our DraftKings lineups, and then we start. Please don't think this is that we put hours of work into preparing for these things. No, no. I just woke up from a nap. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, man, that's not even true. It just sounded funny. Yeah. Okay, Tom Heaton is my goalkeeper. I've doubled up on Burnley with Stephen Ward as one of my oh, defenders. I like it. I like it. Yes, indeed. I'm going to tell you why I like it in a minute. All right, just give me one second. Tom Heaton has that 4,900, and Stephen Ward's at 4,500, and the aforementioned Bernardo I've also chosen for Middlesbrough, and that is a $3,000 defender, and it's only because he's going to start, and it's $3,000. Bernardo? I missed it, sorry. Who was the guy before Bernardo? Stephen Ward. Oh, Ward, right, right, right. Um, I wrote about Ward as well. You sure you didn't read the article? I'm positive I didn't read Um, the article. (laughs) Lester have allowed the most crosses to left backs uh, versus any other team in the league. That's so bizarre. Yep. How about them? It's Mahrez's side. It's Mahrez's side. Mm -hmm. How about them apples? Um, I have. Which means that you definitely have Stephen Ward. I don't. I don't. I don't. I I feel bad that I don't because I wrote about him, obviously. But um, no. So I have Ben Foster. Uh, at Middlesbrough, I have Simon Francis instead of How much of is how much I'm is sorry, he's forty eight hundred. Yep. Um, I have Simon Francis at forty four with the expectation that he gets back in and plays right back. If ah, Simone Francis. Simone, excuse me. Yes. Um, if he doesn't start, uh, if it's Simon and not Simone, then I could go to to Ward in every other lineup I play, and not against you or Matt hey. Lowden. I liked that side too. And uh, if 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 Tyron if if Tyron Mings uh, plays outside, he'll be Tyron Mings. Oh right. Oh okay. I like that. Okay. I like that. Um, and and if Adam Smith plays center back, it's Brad Smith. It... <laughs> I see what you back. did there. I see what you did. There. <laughs> yes. Very clever. I well know my done. That was yes, very good. You. That was very good. <laughs> that one took a second. <laughs> no, I got that one at least. Uh, and then I paid even less for a. Fill in Middlesbrough defender, and I paid twenty six hundred for James Husband. Ugh, screw you. <laughs> um, mostly because I think Husband will play out wide, um, but that Middlesbrough backline will have plenty of value, whether or at least they'll have a bunch of cheap players. Let me not pretend like they're going to pay off. Yeah. Um, and I have five. I would call them five midfielders. I would call mine to have at least three and possibly four okay i'm just gonna go through all of mine go for Um, it i didn't want to do this and i I happen to have done it now um but i paid up for both alexis and christian erickson 
That's um, that's pretty good. They are the two most expensive players. Um, and I think while I normally try to stay away from doing that, um, I think there's enough value elsewhere because of how weird the slate is. Um, I faded the Liverpool Chelsea game completely. So that's why I have money because so many of their, like if you go down the list, there's, you know, eight of the top 10 guys are from that game. Um, I paid 5,600, excuse me, 5,800 for James Ward Prowse because I haven't Gross. been burned by him in a while, but playing at Swansea, um, he just whips Still in enough gross. crosses that I think he can pay off. I paid seven thousand for for Wilfried Zaha. Okay. Is it Zaha or Zaha? It depends on your accent. Go ahead. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and my final one was really just to rub it in on you, and I don't think he's going to start. But I spent forty one hundred bucks on Joey Barton. <laughs> I Joey, have seven hundred dollars left. Joey bleeping Barton. I have two hundred dollars. I really would strongly consider Barton if he starts because I, I wasn't. I really wasn't I joking know. before. I know. I, 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 did you know? Did you realize like that, like, won. just before he he um, signed with with Burnley, he was charged with like eleven hundred counts of gambling, and yet yeah. somehow is still playing like perfectly fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who you got? I also have Alexis and Saha. Okay. I have Saha. a five thousand dollar Chris Brunt. Okay. For West Brom, yep. I have instead of going with Christian Eriksen because I couldn't afford to go that high. You went Deli Alley. Um, no. Oh. I went Harry Kane as a oh, forward. Whoa. Okay. Actually, I you know what I actually could afford Eriksen, but I don't have the position. Yeah. I don't know if I. Yeah, I don't think I have the position availability. I, I found that to be quite problematic of late. That there are a yep. lot of midfielders. There are basically usually four midfielders I want that are not midfield slash forward. Correct. Uh, actually, I could get Eriksen. I can move Alexis into the forward spot. Yes, and always, take you always, out. Pay, always play Alexis there. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, because I oh I have Zaha. Anyway, fine. Yeah, Zaha is uh, a forward too. <laughs> yep. So yeah, Zaha and Kane are my current forwards, and okay. I have Chris Brunt, Alexis Sanchez, and in my utility spot, I have Brian Fraser from Burnmouth. Ryan Fraser. Ryan Fraser. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I, and with two hundred dollars left over, I could. I mean, I could have gone with Eric. I could have gone with Christian Eriksen, but I, actually, I really do like Harry Kane to score goals. Hmm. Um, I had Frazier when I built my lineup earlier this week. Um, I had Frazier as well, but Francis's return makes me not like him quite as much. I don't know if that's founded. At forty nine hundred but... bucks, though, it's. I think it's a decent gamble. At forty nine hundred, uh, I I would call it that. I would call it a gamble. Yeah, but I mean, when you're down there, like like when you're down in the five thousand range, right? You know, at fifty one hundred, I think like you can get Troy Deeney actually that low, but he's playing Arsenal, and I don't want to, I don't want to gamble on a goal dependent forward against Arsenal. Yeah, I think you're better off with defenders at that point. Well, yeah. Well, the person who I wanted was not available, and that was Kyle Walker because he's fifty two hundred, and that's one hundred dollars more than I can afford to spend. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like dropping down to Charlie Daniels is. I, I don't think Charlie Daniels will outscore Ryan Frazier, if I had to take a guess. Um, you had Bertrand there too. Yeah, but Bertrand, who where, is he going to play out wide? You don't know that. That's true. Good point. Good point. We kind of mentioned that the other day. But if he doesn't, I mean, excuse me, if he plays centrally. 
and you can get like Cuco Martina. Like I Steve, think or Steve McQueen or Sam McQueen. Sam whatever. McQueen, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I think. Can we also start calling the honey man the honey? No, no, he shouldn't call him the honey badger. He's just the beekeeper. That's he, all. yeah, I actually was. I thought about playing him as well. Um, he had ten points last week thanks to seven tackles, and my thought is like if you can get, I mean, tackles are are not nearly as as reliable as crosses when you have guys who cross, but. Uh, Honeyman is only 3,300, and which is like great for 10 points. He also had a yellow card, so he would have, you know, the game would have even been better. But um, I don't know how many tackles he's winning against Spurs. Maybe a lot, maybe none. So who knows? He should be called the Honey Farmer. No, the Beekeeper is perfect. Or that's like or a, a thing. An apiarist. No, so it was a Honey Farmer. I know, but like. You say beekeeper and people, you know, f- picture the guy in the suit and like a honey farmer. Like, what is what is that? What does that look like? All right. Just a farmer. How about, a, how about, how about an honey? apicult? How about an apiculturist? Um, I'm just going for different names for beekeepers at this point. I have my thesaurus up. Yeah. An apiarist. I think we're trying to fix something that's not broken. <laughs> just. <laughs> Really, I'm just spawning. It spawns from my own jealousy of not coming up with the honey keeper, whatever the beekeeper. What a beekeeper. beekeeper. All by, yeah, all by my lonesome. I get it. I get instead, it. Of, instead, I went for some kind of sweet and low joke during the middle of the week. Mm. That, that was bad. No, that was yeah, it, it was worked, bad. But yes, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong. It was bad. <laughs> oh man. All right, let's end this so we can start watching the USA-Serbia game. Uh, for Andrew, I have been Mike, and we are going to end this episode of the Road to Wire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Uh, for everyone who is participating in the midweek slate, enjoy it. Good luck. Score one point fewer than myself and two points. Well, sorry. And you can score the same as Andrew, just one fewer than me. We'll talk to you. We'll talk to you and review all of this action uh, later on this week. And we'll talk to you then. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com/slash soccer. They're gonna kill the love of my life. Casey! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.